My name is James Rowlands, and I am a lifelong wrestling fan. In 2015, I started a podcast with my friend, Dan White, reviewing the WWE Network and seeing if it's worth the $9.99 a month. It was. And since then, every month, we watch the latest WWE pay-per-views, NXT, and now 205 Live. Still continuing our journey through the network, watching ECW, WCW, and all its classic content. Until we've watched it all, we are with you, and we are the WNR. Yes, hello, I am James Rowlands, and as always, I am joined by... Damn right. And it is episode 103 today, and that means we are live for NXT TakeOver Kickoff, Dan! Woo! Oh, so, um, we started now, the event kicks off in an hour's time, we're going to do all the build-up for you. Dan, for NXT TakeOver. I am very excited, there's a lot of exciting matches to look forward to, and you know, hopefully it meets up to the past... To uh, it meets up to the past NXT takeover events that we've seen. Yeah, I'm, I'm really hoping tonight they truly deliver. You know, because uh, we have a lot of build up for this stuff because it, it always it never disappoints, does it? You know, sometimes yeah. we think to ourselves, "Oh, it's not going to be the greatest show," but it always does. Uh, so what we're going to do, basically, in the next kind of 45 minutes, we're going to go for the WWE kickoff on the network starts at half 12. But what we're going to do, we're going to run through the match card, every single match, what we're excited for. And also, we're going to give away the WNR t-shirt and a very exciting competition that we've got. Uh, and also, the UK Championship is defended tonight with Tyler Bate. And we're going to find out who he will face, whether it will be Trent Seven or Pete Dunn. But just run through the match card quickly, uh, Dan. And, of course, the main event. Should we start with the main event? I think we should. It is the NXT title on the line. And it is Bobby Roode versus Hideo Itami. It's a match I can't wait for. It's unbelievable. Uh, another match, Dan? Uh, the next match is the NXT women's title. That is a triple threat match between Oscar, Ruby Riot, and Nikki Cross. Yeah, and it's another one I'm excited to see. And I think the other one that I think will steal the show, the NXT ladder match, DIY versus the Authors of Pain as well. Yeah, uh, looks like a great match. You've also got um, Strong going against Eric Young. Yes, which is a bit of a weird one. But like I say, we'll go into more detail of them all. And of course, the UK Championship. Well, speaking of the UK Championship, Dan, there was this special that was on Friday, the 19th of May. So we're going to watch this now. Will it be Trent Seven? Will it be Pete Dunne? So let's get to watching. So, Dan, what do you think of these two men? Um, well, I think these two are great wrestlers. These are two that I chose in the original... UK tournament, you know, so I've got high hopes for both these fellas. So either one, I'll be happy. Yeah, well, I know <laughs> we always talk about your great record with tournaments, of course, dating back to the uh, the CWC and with the UK title as well. Like you said, part of uh, Mustache Mountain, Trent Seven, his partner Tyler Bate went on to win the championship. But in this one here, I mean, it would be a great opportunity for Trent Seven to go on to face Tyler Bate, wouldn't it? I mean, who would you back in uh, that one between Seven and Bate if Seven wants to get the job done tonight? Um, oh, I don't know. I think, I think I'd have to go for Tyler Bate in that one because, you know, he's beaten him before and he seems the more likely to win the match. Yes. For me. Well, we'll see what happens this one. In the early going, we should say that each other's just feeling the, the other one out. But we see uh, Seven getting his arm injured by Wolfgang in the Saturday tapings of the UK Championship. 
And uh, Dunn shows up in a taxi arm as well after he was seen by the doctors. Uh, and it's a classic hill, isn't it? He smirked and walked away. Uh, and then we had the promo versus Dunn match. Who would be the number contender? Dan, what did you think of the promo? Uh, you know, I thought it was a good promo. It showed a bit of what they went through to get where they are, how they come through the tournament and, you know, who they had to beat. So, yeah, you know, it was a good build-up for these two wrestlers and shows Pete Dunne likes to break fingers. Well, exactly, and he's going to work on that arm. That's going to be a strategy in this one, of course. But with Trent Seven, he's got his one-armed man in this contest against one of the most dangerous guys, like we say, the Bruiserweight. Both our picks in the UK tournament here. And he's going to work on the arm in the early going with uh, with Trent Seven, of course. <coughs> Well, that arm's got a bit of a bullseye on it now. Yes, it has, you know, and uh, this is what he's got to try and avoid. In the early going as well, we had the bruiserweight chance, and of course we had the uh, moustache mountain chance as well. And Dunn's just going to try and get hold of that arm. And all oh, seven catches him with a huge chop in the chest. So who are you going to go for in uh, in this match then? Uh, in this one here, I think it's difficult. If seven was 100%, I probably would back him. But with that arm, and I know how nasty Pete Dunn can be, I can't look past him, you know. I mean, what about you? Uh, well, you know, 100% Trent. I think he can go on to do great things, especially, you know, he's got a good tag team alliance with Tyler Bate. But um, I don't know, you know, Pete Dunne, starting to get a bit of a reputation for himself. Yes, well, in, in a good way. <laughs> yeah, in a good way, but as a heel, you yeah. know, a very heelish guy. Do you think we ever will see Trent Seven and Tyler Bate teaming up in uh, WWE? I'd like to see it, yeah. You know, um, I've commented before that both wrestlers they look like a very classic style wrestling team so you know that'd be right up my alley so as we see in the match as well pete dunn the british style of wrestling which is a more technical side to it slowing it down as well and a huge football like kick to that arm and it sends trent seven flying out the ring trying to get and we know anything about pete dunn he never leaves you alone now he's going to chase him with those near those still steps, Seven trying to get away, and that huge forearm nearly knocking Trent Seven's face off. Now he's got his hand, and he's putting it in between the stairs and the ring post. Oh! He's certainly looking to work over Trent Seven. Well, I think he's going to break the arm if he does move that out, like I say, the stairs between the ring posts. And now Seven is in serious trouble, and we know how good Pete Dunn is. And he looks on, and he gets the adjuration from the crowd as well. I mean, do you think Pete Dunn, we talk about it, you think he's got a bright future ahead of him? Yeah, very bright. You know, he's certainly playing the heel role really well. And, yeah, you know, if he carries on like he is, he's got a really bright future ahead of him. Yeah, I think he has as well. And this is a great thing, especially with an NXT event like we're watching now as well. We're kind of making this our kickoff match because they don't have one on NXT. Uh, but it's a, the, the young guys seeing what future they have ahead of them as well. Some guys do make it, of course. Some guys and it'll be interesting to see in the Trent Seven and Pete Dunway which way it goes as Pete Dunn now complete control this match isn't he Dan? He is yeah you know he started off targeting the arm which is you know Dunn's forte as it is but you know we know Trent Seven's got a badly injured arm so it's only going to highlight the fact that it's got a bullseye on it. Yeah now Pete Dunn's trying to get that bandage off or the wrapping round to the arm and truly work on it and like so Pete Dunn likes to break things as well stretching back that arm Fully extending now and trying to get him down for the pin. And only a one count. One. But now he's fighting back with the punches as well. And it's just a, it's just viciousness, isn't it? I wouldn't like to wrestle Pete Dunn because it looks like he wants to hurt you. And I know he's had a lot of uh, association with William Regal since showing up. And I can see 
that kind of work. And I think Regal sees himself in Pete Dunne, you know? Yeah, definitely. You know, that kind of uh, nasty style. And now he's got submission old in as well. Just just pounding away on that right arm. And you can tell it's a real injury because usually you work on the left arm. So this is the right one, so they've kind of written it into the storylines, you know? Yeah. And now we're fully extended getting to that bottom rope. Trent Seven, not out of harm's way, though, is he? <laughs> no, you know, double foot stomp onto that injured arm and it looks certainly to go Pete Dunn's way. Yeah, I mean, the referee checking, but Pete Dunn not giving him any time. Go for the count now. Ooh. Two. Two. Oh, Pete Dunn. Can't believe it. And it would be a huge opportunity, like we say, for either man to be at an NXT TakeOver event, you know, especially in a crowd like Chicago. They're going to be hot tonight, aren't they, in the crowd? Do you reckon it'll be either man's biggest match in WWE thus far? Yes, without a doubt. Like I say, that Chicago crowd is going to make you feel like a superstar. You know, you're going to come out, it's going to be sold out. They're going to be wanting some great action. And well, I feel... Sorry, well, I was going to say, both men have already come up short against Tyler Bate in previous attempts to try and get his title. Yes, they have. And, and this is the thing. Can anybody beat Tyler Bate? You know, we've seen these two guys try before. Will it be any different at takeover? The thing about it, as Trent Seven finally hit some offence, the DDT, I think that's just trying to get some separation more than it is anything else at the moment in time. Yeah. It's certainly going to be hard for him with that injured arm. But he goes suicide dive straight through the second rope and takes out Dunn. I mean, he's not out just yet, Trent Seven. No, he's not. Like I say, who will use everything. That right arm's not working, but he's got plenty more body parts that he can use in this match. As like you say, full force into Pete Dunne, into the barricade. As soon as he gets in the ring, though, Dan. Pete Dunne kicks his arm straight from underneath him. <coughs> Excuse me. Now, Pete Dunne, like vicious style, grabbing the arm and he kicks to the face as well. He wouldn't <coughs> mind kicking Trent Seven's head off. He picks him up now. It looks like he's going to go for the bitter end, of course. That is uh, Pete Dunn's finisher. Can he get the job done? Oh, no. Trent Seven managing with a backslide. And... Oh. Oh, well, he tried to go for that seven stars lariat. That seven light shit with a right, hit with a left. Can he get him? Oh. Try to get over early, but Pete Dunn managing to kick out. Uh, I like to say, Pete Dunn, though, does want to underestimate his opponent in this one. You know, I know seven's injured, but if you look... Uh, he underestimate him and he gets the job done. And then Pete Dunne's not only got himself to blame, hasn't he? You know, he's in a great position at the moment to go to NXT TakeOver. And now both men struggling to get to their feet. Pete, even his facial are great, aren't they, you know? Do you like the gum shield look as well? Yeah, the gum shield. It makes sense, doesn't it? You know, especially other wrestlers should wear it. You know, maybe Jeff Hardy after getting his teeth knocked out. Wow. Might be a way to go. And Pete Dunne just hit... Trent Seven, a beautiful German suplex release. I thought he was going to suplex him. Oh! oh, but Trent Seven managed to reverse <laughs> it and just plants Pete Dunn, goes for the cover. This could be it now. Oh! Only a two count. Two. Pete Dunn getting frustrated. Well, Trent Seven getting frustrated there, sorry. Pete Dunn showing his toughness as both men are down now. Referee's counting. But, of course, we're going to have the uh, special podcast extra, the British episode coming out. Next week, we're going to pair that along with the uh, first two parts of the UK tournament that we had as well. Make a nice little playlist there on SoundCloud. And, of course, uh, it will be on YouTube as well, as we always do. At seven, checking the army, saying to the referee, don't stop this, like you're saying, Dan. Biggest opportunity of his life. Doesn't want the referee to throw it away from him, you know? Can he get back to his feet and try something? Oh. Uh, Dan sends him straight into the ring post, straight on that right arm. Oh, my God. 
brutal belly to back suplex there. And now he picks him up. Oh. Turns him inside out of a lovely variation of a suplex. Goes for the cover. Oh. Seven managing to kick out. Ah. Pete Dunn looks like he's going to go for the cover again. He's not straight to that arm. But like submission now, he's trying to get on, isn't he? He is channeling his inner Brock Lesnar. Well, if anybody can, I mean, I know not the same size, but if anybody's vicious enough in mentality-wise, I think it is Pete Dunn, to be fair. He does not care about, <laughs> as we can see with Trent Seven. Referee's checking, so I will call for it. Seven say, don't you do it. Pete Dunn to the outside. This can only be a bad thing now. Oh, fuck. Well, we've seen some technical matches, you know, in the UK wrestling style, but this is just a vicious assault from Pete Dunn. Yeah, this is awful. And the Irish whip on the barricade to the outside and still working over the hand as well. Dunn making sure he stops the count. He wants to beat, he wants to beat up Trent Seven here. He throws him on the apron now, both men in precarious position. And Pete Dunn just kicking, Ugh, disrespect. Just kicking at Trent Seven. So won't you give up? Another nice boot to the chest. Now grabbing his hair. Can Seven survive? Oh. Manages to, uh, <coughs> manages to deliver a slap. But it just has no effect on Dan. Who carries on with his assault. And now Pete Dunn's got up. The suplex of the April. The Seven knows. If he gets hit with this. This will be over. And he fights out. Punch to the midsection. Now he's got Pete Dunn. Oh. Okay oh. <laughs> now. Well, like a dragon suplex from there. Folded Pete Dunn in half. Referee's going to check it. Both men might be uh, might be broken. And, of course, thank you, everybody, for listening as well. We are live. We're on Twitter as well, Facebook, all under the WWE Network Review, Google as well. Listen to us now live or listen to us tomorrow morning, whenever you want. You know, we'll be available on SoundCloud. Of course, with a big NXT TakeOver Chicago show coming up, we'll be releasing that in a couple of days as well, don't worry. And of course, Backlash as well, Sunday night, with the debut of a man very close to NXT, Shinsuke Nakamura and Dolph Ziggler. It's going to be a great week coming up. It's a, a real wrestling feel, isn't it, this Yeah, week? most definitely, you know, especially with Shinsuke Nakamura finally making his debut, going against Dolph Ziggler. I mean, is it a good match-up for Nakamura? Uh, I think it is. I think, you know, with Ziggler, I think the styles do match, you know. I think it's something that we'll look forward to on Backlash. But coming back to tonight's action now... And in the UK Championship, number one contendership match, both men in the ring and done, looking to go up and with someone to go to the top right, would he? Well, you know, any any attempt to injure Trent Seven further. Yeah, and he gets caught there with a chop by Trent Seven. And now Seven and Dunn on the second rope as Dunn's fighting out now with the elbows to the face. Is Seven going to fall? He's got the arm. And you don't really see a second rope submission that many times. Oh, beautiful by Pete Dunn. The elbow to uh, Trent Seven's elbow. Seven down on the canvas. Fight back with the chops. Dunn's in precarious position. He's got his back turned now. Looks like Seven's going to maybe try and back suplex him. No, he's going to try and hit the same move he hit on the apron. That kind of reverse dragon suplex. If he hits him off the top, he's in trouble. Oh, oh but Dunn manages to land on his feet. Lovely. <laughs> I think the surprise look on Dunn's face as well. You know, He's like, hang on a minute. I did land on my feet. He can't believe it. Going to go for the big forearm at seven. Responds with a punch of his own. Insecurity by Pete Dunn. Against the ropes, but oh! Gets caught with a lariat. This is it, surely. Two. No! Pete Dunn managing to kick out. Ah, and that might have been the rest. 
in Trent Seven. That might have been the last thing in Trent Seven's gas tank there, managing to hit the clothes on a Pete Dunn. Neither Manlow managed to get a job done at the moment. But unbelievable as you see the replay there. Beautiful exchange. And what we say with British wrestling, starts off slow, but really builds up towards the end, doesn't it? You know? Oh, most definitely, yeah. And, you know, seeing Trent Seven trying to fight back, even though he's got an injured arm. Well, listen, both men showing their toughness here tonight. And it could go either way. And Seven's definitely got the crowd behind him now as he tries his best to get to his feet. This has been a war. But, of course, the title on the line. This is how much it means to both men. And now Trent Seven's going to go for a lariat, but done. Fucking hell. <laughs> he dives on Trent Seven and now he's got him up the kind of that Kamora lock but he's got the um, the grapevine in as well and Trent Seven one arm he's in serious trouble middle of the ring nowhere to go referee's going to check the arms no doesn't need to <laughs> Trent Seven's not going to go down that easily well, the old Hulk Hogan finger shape of I'm not out yet and now he turns him with a huge dragon suplex and this last bit of momentum for Trent Seven. Dunn's in serious trouble. <laughs> and you don't really see many backhands in wrestling, but you've just seen one now, and he's got him up. Oh, like a torture act. Oh, but Dunn managed to power out. He's him. Bit of rent. Oh. oh. Hits it. Go for the cover. One, two, three. Oh. Trent Seven gave it all he could. Just couldn't have a come. Pete Dunn. No, he couldn't. I mean, the arm in the end. Like I say, the Trent Seven get done. Pete managed to move his and Pete Dunn does indeed book his ticket to Chicago. He will face Tyler Bate for the UK Championship. Dan, what did you think of the match? I thought it was uh, a good match. You know, Trent Seven gave all he could. It wasn't as good as Bate versus Andrews. Yes. I'll give it that. But, you know, again, for what it was, Bruiser Bate, Pete Dunn, he, you know, done well and he showed that he's definitely worthy of going against uh, Tyler Bate. Yeah, without a doubt. And, you know, we talk about uh, Pete Dunn's journey as well. Yeah, very... It may much serve. Not as good as the Andrews uh, match, like we said. Everybody who wants to know that's like, go and listen to the podcast session that will be coming out soon with that match. But I think it makes I think it makes sense, sorry. I think Pete Dunne is the best heel on the UK tournament and the UK championship side that we've seen. Going against Tyler Bate, I think it will make for an interesting matchup. Uh, but that was it for, well, this is our kickoff match, basically. Not bad. So we go back to NXT TakeOver. And we speak about the match card now. Now, Dan, which match are you looking forward to the most? Um, oh, I, I think it's going to have to be the women's match. The Oscar, Ruby Riot, and Nikki Cross. Because, see, Nikki Cross and Riot, they've got their really big rivalry going on. And Oscar just coming in and just going to kick both their asses, basically. Yeah, well, I mean, we can talk about it a little bit now. Because we do predictions as well. And our prediction tables are in the moment I'm... 2-1 up when it comes to NXT uh, TakeOver events. But we do it every NXT TakeOver. We go for our predictions. Our predictions are now sealed in an envelope so we can't doctor and or look at them until we do our main show. So, I mean, out of the match, out of Oscar, Ruby Wright and Nikki Cross, who do you think the favourite going into that is? Uh, definitely Oscar. I mean, you know, she come in, kicked Riot, quick, uh, Nikki Cross and Ember Moon's ass, thus injuring Ember Moon, putting her out of this match. But, yeah, you know, it's definitely going to be Oscar going in, Bookie's favourite. Uh, well, you say that, but, I mean, this is an opportunity for her to lose her championship without being pinned. And it's something that you've gone on about this past six months or so with Oscar, being in a situation where she can lose it without being pinned. So that could happen tonight as well. Plus, though, you've got to look at Ember Moon. 
You know, because with Ember Moon not being in this match, does it set up a future match between her and Oscar one-on-one? Maybe NXT, you know what I mean? And uh, at first, the night before SummerSlam could be interesting. Uh, I don't know how the tag team ladder match can't be a good match. I think we talk about match of the years, uh, match of the year that we've had this one. I think the Authors of Pain versus DIY versus the Revival from last TakeOver was one of the greatest matches. Don't you agree? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. You know, it was a very good match. Both teams fought really well. Yeah, and I think with a ladder involved with DIY, but I don't, I can't see how it can't be. This is probably one match that I don't know who the winner will be. There's a couple, few matches here that I think, oh, they'll be quite predictable. This is one it could literally could go either way. But I will say there will be a ladder broken by one of the authors of pain. I think they will go through the ladder, and I do see Ellering getting involved as well. Whether that means DIY is successful or not. So we've just seen Pete Dunne winning the UK, uh, become the new number one contender for the UK Championship, Dan. What do you think of Dunne's chances in Tyler Bay? Are you looking forward to the match first and foremost? Uh, yeah, I'm really looking forward to the match, you know, and uh, I think Dunne's got a very good chance. You've seen his evil streak come out there, but he's going against an uninjured Tyler Bay. And, you know, and he nearly come unhinged a couple of times against Trent Seven in his number one contendership match. But, you know, maybe he might come unstuck against Bate. Well, I think it's time for change. I'm not going to give away my predictions too much, but um, I, I think when it comes to this one, like Tyler Bate has been a great UK champion, of course, but the thing is it needs to change as well because with that, I know, we, as Dan is, is just tickling, just tickling at me at the moment, we have got the uh, live stream on for the WWE and, of course, we've seen the highlights and we've just seen the Ziggler thing, Ziggler, uh, Ziggler Nakamura thing from the SmackDown. We saw... Well, but, I actually had a quick glimpse of us in the crowd <laughs> as they was fighting, which is uh, very exciting to see in the build-up for the match. So, anyway, uh, yeah, we could talk about it. And, uh, yeah, like I say, I think uh, Dunn winning, he's been unsuccessful once before. I think it would make sense. But if Bate was to walk out as a champion, then I wouldn't really see that much of a surprise, you know. They are saying that JR will be on commentary, commentating for this one. So, I guess him and... Uh, Nigel McGuinness will be doing the action for that match as well. And it'll be interesting what to do with the UK title. Interesting to see what to do with the UK talent. We've just had a special here. Like I say, I hope a lot of people watched it so we can start that weekly show as well, you know. Strong uh, and Eric Young. Is that match you're looking forward to, Dan? Um, not really, you know. I think he's just going to try and replace Ty Dillinger going against Sanity. So, you know, I think it's, it's not really one that's going to be gripping my attention too much. Do you think they should have kept Ty Dillinger in NXT just to finish off the Eric Young storyline? Because it wasn't really finished, was it, you know? Um, no, you know, I think he's certainly better in on the main card and, you know, the response he gets is just overwhelming. I know the response as well, but this is a problem with NXT. Because you, you're over, you've got a good response. But then you've been put in a... The, he's got a kickoff match tomorrow against Aiden English. Now, what would you rather have? A kickoff match on Backlash against uh, someone like Aiden English or a main event match on NXT against someone like Eric Young, Dan? Uh, what would you have? Um, well, probably the main event match against Young. But, no, you know, I still think he's he's found his good place on the SmackDown brand. Yeah, I mean, we, we have high hopes for Ty, did not you? Uh, with this match, there's always one, maybe, that we... Might not be kickoff. Uh, might be not kickoff. Excuse me. Might not be takeover worthy match. And I think the strong match comes close because, like I say, we haven't had the greatest build up to it, have we? And with I'm still not. Are you sold on Roderick Strong? 
Not totally, no. No, I, I mean, I know we've had the, the great uh, packages for the past couple of weeks. Of course, we always watch NXT. We have our NXT update. We've just released the uh, WWE Network review, basically, where we looked at latest programs on the network and, of course, NXT. We've seen it, and it's not been a great build-up either for Strong and Young, has it? You know, it's just been, what, Eric Young beat, you know, Santi beating up uh, Roger Strong and all of a sudden there's a match. Like I say, you have to fill it with something. I am disappointed uh, Drew McIntyre is not on the uh, main show. What I would have done, I mean, this is just me, I would have had a number one contenders match uh, on the card. McIntyre, Cassie Sono, CN, and maybe Roger Strong, Eric Young, winner would face the champion at SummerSlam, you know? Uh, but we shall see. And speaking of the champion, of course, I always love watching Bobby Roode's successful title defences, and I think tonight will be no different, Dan. I don't know what you think about this. You know, which way do you think it might go? Um, I think it's it's going to be quite a good match. You know, I'm not sure which way it's going to go too much. I'd like to see Hideo Itami beat Rude to knock that big grin off your face. But, <laughs> you know, you never know. You, you never know. But like you say, Itami wrestles differently to even Nakamura. And I think he will make Bobby Rude work harder tonight. The problem with Itami being so... Um, being around for so long the past couple of years, having the injuries that he has, he needs to come come up big in one of these matches. So if Itami was to get the victory here tonight, even if it might only be till SummerSlam where he loses it again to, you know, Bobby Roode or whatever it is, that they might do that tonight. But Bobby Roode, like you say, Dan, hasn't let me down at a single takeover since his debut. And, I, you know, I mean, I'm not going to give my predictions away, but that's why I've gone Hideo Itami for tonight. Well, you know, Hideo Itami, he did come close before he was unfortunately injured. Yes, yes, he did, yeah. So, you know, maybe they're going to try and pick up from where he left off. Well, yeah, and, of course, with Itami as well, with the finisher, he's always going to get a big pop with that, isn't he, GTS, you know? Oh, what, in Chicago? Tonight, it, it, this is the problem. If he hits GTS and CM Punk chance, though, as well, do you know what I mean? I mean, it could maybe affect Itami. Bobby Roode has got his fans out there. I know you don't like the fact of that, but he, he has got support. He's I, got one or two fans. <laughs> I'm expecting a great reaction. I'm expecting a great card of stuff. Like I say, TakeOver always delivers. And I think with these five matches as well, I think there's always going to be um, great things to happen, unless it's going to be the worst TakeOver all time. We're building up for no reason, you know. Uh, but, on. and, um, well, sh- we'll give away now the comp. We're just about to join Rene Young and everybody like that for the live kickoff. But we're going to give away the competition that we had. We're going to announce the winner. So the competition basically was we had it on our live episode, didn't we, Dubbing our 100? And the question was, Dan? The question was, who did we start watching when they made their debut on NXT? Yeah, so the qu- yeah. who did we start watching? Very simple. Because we thought about it, didn't we? We thought, we want to give some, like, people basic answers. We don't want to make it too difficult. But then again, we want it to be something that you have to listen to the podcast to understand. Now, we've had a few responses. Uh, I'm not laughing at the responses. Thank you very much for people that have got hold of us. Now, of course, there can only be one lucky winner. So if anybody else is interested in buying a WNR podcast T-shirt, please send us an email, let us know, and we might be able to sort that out for you. But there can only be one. Only one winner of the competition. Yeah, uh, some of the entries, most people got it right. Some people, I don't think, really know <laughs> what we're talking about. Because the problem is we had... A couple of responses. I'm going to give up now. I don't want to embarrass people. Give us some of the answers, some of the wrestlers that we <laughs> well, could have started watching. AJ Styles. 
when he made his debut on NXT. <laughs> yeah, in 2015. All right, well, <laughs> you see this, this. Even any wrestling fan would know that. Yeah, he made his, his debut in the Rumble the following year. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, The Undertaker <laughs> was one of the answers. He made his debut like. <laughs> 27 years ago. Maybe they thought, was like, when did we make our debut watching him? I don't know. Uh, Tyler Breeze was another one as well. Uh, but the answer was, Dan, do you want to tell the people at home maybe wondering what was the answer to the question? The answer was Samoa Joe. Samoa Joe. And Dan, uh, I haven't got a drum roll with me. Please, would you like to announce the winner of this competition? Have you not got a drum roll on you? I, I haven't got oh. a drum roll. Uh, I have got a round of applause. I'll play the round of applause when you announce it. And the winner, Dan, is... Mark Murphy. <laughs> so, well done, Mark Murphy, who answered in Samoa Joe. You win. The WNR Podcast T-shirt. Now, a couple of things. It does come in just one size, and that's a large. So, if you're a little bit larger than that, I'm sorry we couldn't help you very much. But enjoy it anyway. And if you cut, if it doesn't fit you, put it into a um, hang it up on a wall. Put it in a picture frame. You know, there's many ways to do it. So now, what we're going to do, Mr. Murphy, is we will contact you via email. So stay close to your phone as well. Get an address. And we're asking you as well, please. To once you do get the t-shirt there nice and safely, if you want to send us a picture on Twitter where we're at the WWE Network View as well, showing off your brand new t-shirt, that would be lovely indeed. And of course, with that as well, our lucky winner, you are now our number one fan. Uh, so also, if you want it signed or, you know what I mean, anything like that, let us know. We maybe sort a couple of things out, you know. We are mere mortals. But that is a competition. Um, I think it worked well. Next time we'll have another one. The next time we have a, a really big episode, I suppose. I mean, with the WNL 100, it was huge. And I'd just like to take a couple of seconds to just thank everybody who basically listened to the WNL 100. I haven't really had a, a chance to say that. I mean, it's 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 it was, it was overwhelming, Dan, wasn't it? It was very overwhelming, yeah. You know, to have that amount of uh, people listening to it as well. You know, we're just two guys that started off. Well, I, I started off a serious. Dan thought it was going to be a joke like we talked about in the 100. And now it's built. And it's, it feels like now it is a proper podcast, and that is thanks to everybody that listens. So we couldn't do it without everybody who uh, tweets us in, who lets us know uh, exactly what's going on. We've had loads of new fans recently as well. We'd like to thank you uh, for, for listening to us. But we are now going to go and talk about more NXT, as the NXT kickoff has just started here live in Chicago. So that means we are less than half an hour away from everything happening. Um, I just want to talk because I had this idea when I first saw him back in. Uh, when did when did Drew McIntyre make his first appearance? It was at WrestleMania, wasn't it? In the Takeover, it wasn't Royal Rumble? WrestleMania. You was saw in the him crowd. in the crowd. Yeah. Saw him in the crowd. So this is as I want to talk about Drew McIntyre because the interesting thing, Drew McIntyre does open doors. Now he opens doors for people like Cody Rhodes. Just imagine if you were there and you saw Cody Rhodes in the crowd and you thought, oh. There's a chance he could come back in NXT. It's a perfect way for him to come back and be treated as a legitimate star again, you know? Most definitely, yeah. You know, you could repackage Curtis Axel to return or debut on NXT. Yeah, and, and this is the thing. People haven't seen Curtis Axel for a little while. Uh, and then he could come back and then really big up the kind of legacy that he's got with his father. 
uh, as we see now on the kickoff panel. It's not panel. It's not Renee Young. It's Charlie Caruso taking over. I'm sure Renee Young's got a busy couple of days with backlash coming up. And she's joined by Dan. Nigel McGuinness. <laughs> Nigel McGuinness. That's that. I'm joined by Nigel McGuinness. Say hello, Nigel. Hello, James. Yes. Uh, and also, of course, Peter Rosenberg as well, who we've seen on Bring It to the Table. But yeah, back to the Drew McIntyre thing. And not only just Curtis Axel, it could be anybody on the main roster that maybe he's had a bit too limelight, too much uh, limelight or not really worked out for him. I would have said Tyler Breeze or someone had to come back. But since the Breeze Ango has been so popular as well with the tag teams, I think they're all right where they are. But definitely people like the Ascension maybe could come back. Aiden English, uh, Bo Dallas. Uh, you know, he's former NXT champion. Yeah, and I think Drew McIntyre as well has shown, I mean, it goes back to even Umaga doing this, but when a wrestler does get released from WWE, it's uh, what they do, you know, and how they act. Whether if it's like a Ryback where you just dish the dirt on all the stories that you have and basically call everybody uh, an idiot, there's no chance you coming back. Whether if it's... Um, Drew McIntyre, who decided to try and build build something for himself, go around, go to Japan, go to Scotland, maybe an Impact Wrestling build up as well. I think it makes perfect sense. What one wrestler, though? We talk about Dream Arrivals. Of course, I've got mine now. We've got Drew McIntyre, uh, you know, part of the roster. Who would be your dream NXT wrestler that you would want to see? I'm not sure. I'll have to have a think about that. Yeah, because I think for me, it would be an easy answer. It would be Ricochet. Because Ricochet coming in yeah. and being a pup, we've seen, we've seen Spray as well would be another guy who could quite happily walk into NXT, be treated as a main event as well, you know, and would have great matches. I mean, just imagine like Ricochet versus, well, you could, even on the main roster, Ricochet versus Finn Balor or AJ Styles or people like that. I think it's definitely time to see that. Um, so, we're t- we know, we're, t- we're talking about NXT TakeOver. We are excited. Do you think there will be any surprises tonight? Um, you know. I'm hoping there'll be one or two surprises in there. But, you know, if it goes as we think it's going to go, you know, it's still going to hopefully exceed what it's going to be, if you know what I mean. You yeah. Know, we're going to be really happy with it as we have been throughout the NXT events. Well, I'm not going to be happy if Bobby Roode does lose his NXT title. You know, oh, I'm going to be very happy. No, that, that'll be the end of it for me. Yeah, Roode has to retain tonight to, to to any enjoyment of this. You know what I mean? I mean, I, I would rather me right now, out of five matches, get four matches wrong and get the Bobby Roode one right and lose the point. As a, do you know what I mean? Bobby Roode needs to retain. It's his future. It is going to be Bobby... I mean, come on, everybody. We all know it's going to be Bobby Roode... Versus Drew McIntyre down the line. There is no way about. There's no. You can't argue with that. You can't. Who else is there? Who else? Well, you know, as I mentioned before, Hideo Itami. He was close to winning the title beforehand. Went away injured. Come back. He's had a lot of momentum since he's come back. So you know, there is not much reason why Itami couldn't win that match. Yeah, this is what I'm worried about. And and, and the nearer I get, I start panicking as well. I did this for Nakamura. You know, in January when we sat down, I thought Nakamura. He's going to get the victory. Bobby Roode won't be there. But I had faith in him. He did. Second time around, I thought this has got to be Bobby Roode's time. Uh, and now this, because uh, it looks like an easy total defence on paper, doesn't it? You know, you look at it, it does, and you yeah. think, oh, okay, he'll beat your Tommy, move on to other things, especially with Roderick Strong now, like we say, getting a bit of a build-up, Cassie Sonos as well, Drew McIntyre. There are more faces, aren't they, than Hills in uh, NXT. If Tommy was to win it, 
The only person you'll be able to defend against is CN, apart from Eric <laughs> Young. Eric Young, and maybe they might build up... Do you think they'll finally build up sanity? Do you think that might happen here tonight? Well, they could do, you know. <laughs> it has been a long time coming for them. Yeah, it, honestly, it has been. We've been. You've been waiting to see what their goal is, you know? Well, you know, I've been very underwhelmed by what sanity have come in. You know, they've not got any goals. The only thing they've tried to do is recruit Ty Dillinger, and that didn't go too well. No, they, they, yeah, exactly. They tried to do it. They beat him up for a while. And then they was like, right, Ty Dillinger's out your hair. You can move on to whatever you want. And they beat up Roger Strong. Yeah. <laughs> like, and where's No Way Jose gone? Is he injured? You know, I haven't seen him. <laughs> I haven't seen him in months. No idea. No. Uh, what have you thought? We didn't get time to talk about it in the last episode. What have you thought of the NXT uh, the past few weeks? You know, the past four, five weeks in the build-up towards TakeOver. you enjoyed NXT, Dan? Um, again, you know... Bobby Roode's been very quiet. We've seen a good build-up for the NXT women's title. I think that's had quite a lot of the limelight, you know, coming forward. Um, the ladder match, you know, DIY versus Authors of Pain, could they have chucked another team in there to make it a triangle ladder match, try and rival the yeah. great match that we've seen in the past? But, you know, exactly. And, and this is the interesting thing as well, that like you look at when it comes to predictions of the card. You look at what else is there for them. So we just talked about the main event scene with the tag team division. If DIY was to win, set up Authors of Pain rematch. If Authors of Pain was to win, you would assume DIY would then move on to maybe the main roster. Because they deserve it by now, don't they? Uh, But then who's next? You've got Heavy Machinery, who's growing on NXT, but I don't think they're ready yet for the spotlight. Maybe it's time for them to bring back the Dusty Classic. Would you want to see the Dusty Classic brought back again? I'd like to see that, yeah, because we see a few interesting pairings. So, you know, it it could be a good tournament. And, you know, we might even get to see Mustache Mountain <laughs> tag team, which would be great. Yeah, that would be cool, wouldn't it, you know? And the thing I like about Tyler Bay, he, he wears his Blue Peter badge with pride. You know, that's very English of him. People might not know in America what it is, and that's something that you have to be very special to get. You know, I know you've mentioned it. Definitely, yeah. Um, but yeah, we're in Chicago, and already on the kickoff, we've seen we've seen the arrivals of a few superstars as well. You know, we've seen uh, the Authors of Pain and Paul Ellering leading the way. I mean, the Authors of Pain, they're really underrated. Do you think they're underrated tag team? I think they've pulled out some great matches recently. Yeah, they're quite underrated, but, you know, again, like Oscar, they're protected if they lose the match. Yes, because then they don't get pinned, do they? And they can... So then, you know, that might think, well, Bobby Roode's... Not protected for losing it. No, but Bobby Roode's in big trouble. Uh, Bobby Roode might have to resort to disqualification or count out tonight to try and get out of dodge with the title. Uh, but I think with, like I say, with the authors of pain, they've, they've been protected very well. And after just two big monkeys, I thought they would be, you know, just gorillas hitting Donkey Kong kind of shit, throwing barrels around. They've actually performed really well. And I don't know if that is just because of DIY and Revival making them have good matches or what it is you know we shall see when it's heavy machinery versus authors of pain if we're going this is the match of the year <laughs> or we're saying you know, I, I, you know I'm, I'm not i've not got high <laughs> hopes for that match but you know you never know it might surprise us as a lot of matches on nxt have yes uh we see then the arrival of well we see oscar we've talked about how dominant she is she is so close to beating goldberg's record as well um uh at this point in moment in time i know you like goldberg but being a part of the Oscar, does it feel special, the kind of Oscar undefeated streak at the moment? It does a bit, yeah. But, you know, again, it's quite underwhelming being that most of it's going to be in NXT. Yeah, uh, yeah, I see what you're saying, yeah. 
But do you think NXT should be building it up more? Should they be saying, like, Oscar is... Because I don't really feel like they're giving it much publicity, you know? I think they'd be saying... They should be saying Oscar is, like, 170 now, you know? Yeah, She's you know, well, only... aside from the, the Goldberg tweet... Yeah. ...referring to Oscar's streak, you know, they've not really said too much about it, but they're trying to... So when it does happen, it's more of a... Well, boom. this exactly. That could be the possibility there. Uh, and then we see... We see lots of people arriving, like I say. We see we see Oscar arriving as well, and then when we see uh, Tyler Bate arrival, we have the uh, Bate versus Dunn promo. That is a uh, it it means something. They're trying to make the title mean something to be defended at NXT Takeover. I understand that as well. <coughs> and finally, on the women's thing, I want to say I do want to see at the next Takeover, if it's an NXT, I want to see Ruby Riot versus Nikki Cross in a no disqualification match. <laughs> <laughs> Or in a cage match. In a, and just with weapons around. You know, like the Dean Ambrose, Jericho, uh, Extreme Rules yeah. cage match. I just want them to see him go crazy. And I think that is a feud that uh, NXT can concentrate on. And that will offset Oscars uh, when she does eventually leave. I think the Ruby Wright, Nikki Cross thing can take over from that. No pun intended. Um, you think there's much left in their feud, though? I think there is. I think with a title on the line... Uh, I think it, it, it could mean more. I think they could build it up for like a year or so. I think there's a lot more mileage in it. We don't really know why they hate each other. We know they've got a problem in the past, but that's what I want to see, you know, here in NXT is the fact of the real hatred. It's kind of like Mankind Undertaker. If you, Mankind Undertaker, if you know when they're carrying on for how yeah. many... They've always got that connection with each other. Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens as well is, a, is another feud like that. And they did, you know, NXT and stuff. And now we're going to see a promo for the DIY Authors of Pain thing. So I think that's basically it, you know. We've been talking about, we've built up NXT. Uh, we will be having our NXT, like we say, TakeOver Chicago show in the next couple of days as well, where you will find out all the results and the prediction table as well. Will it be James? Will it be Dan? Of course, everybody vote hashtag Team James. We all want to be a part of that. We all know that. But no, thank you very much, everybody at home. Now listening alive, yeah, we hope we've uh, built up the excitement. I mean, rest on um, NXT kickoff here. Like I say, we see the DIY thing. Expect to see a couple more promos for the Bobby Roode, Hitami, and the Oscar match as well. Usually you have someone joining the panel, but I think maybe Peter Rosenberg is just the entertainment for tonight. Uh, so we're going to finish now. Like I say, thank you very much for listening to us. Uh, we will continue this, like we say, we've got Backlash coming up as well. We've got a huge summer. We've got the Summer of Love basically coming up as well, where we're going to look at WCW and WWF during 1997. And if anybody didn't know that period, it is unbelievable because you've got the Sting-Hogan feud going on, of course, with the NWO as well. The Macho DDP feud over in the WWF. You've got uh, Steve Austin, of course, just finding his character now. And you've got the uh, DX becoming a group as well it's fantastic 97 is a great time period isn't it it's a bloody good year yeah and that is uh 20 years ago so we're going to be doing that all throughout the summer and of course speaking of 20 years ago as well in november we will have the survive series 1997 as well we'll talk about all the screw job but uh anything else about nxt takeover dan you want to mention no you know i just hope it's a great event and we're pleasantly surprised by it yeah so that is it uh don't forget you can find us on twitter at WW Network Review or at Vince McDan WWE. I'm at J underscore Rollins. We're on Facebook as well. Facebook, you can come and.
to like with the WWE Network Review podcast, or you can come and find me and add me as a friend. I am Vince McDan. Across all the Google platforms, of course, the WWE Network Review on Google+. Plus. You can send us an email at dubbingourpodcast at gmail.com. And across YouTube as well, we're uploading all the new episodes there straight away so everybody can listen to us in various ways as well, like on SoundCloud... On your phone. We're on Stitcher Radio as well. We're on Spreaker, where you can listen to us when we do our live shows as well. And iTunes, subscribe, rate, and review. But, no, thank you for listening. We're going to enjoy NXT TakeOver now. We're going to take a little 10-minute break and then come back for the action. And, of course, you can listen to us there. I have been James Rowlands, and, as always, I was joined by... Dan White. Thanks for listening, everybody, and... Bye. Bye.